Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Amos chapter 2 from the World English Bible. Yahweh says, For three transgressions of Moab, yes, for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because he burned the bones of the king of Edom into lime. But I will send a fire on Moab, and it will devour the palaces of Kerioth, and Moab will die with tumult, with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And I will cut off the judge from among them, and will kill all its princes with him, says Yahweh. Yahweh says, For three transgressions of Judah, yes, for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because they have rejected Yahweh's law, and have not kept his statutes, and their lies have led them astray, after which their fathers walked. But I will send a fire on Judah, and it will devour the palaces of Jerusalem. Yahweh says, for three transgressions of Israel, yes, for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because they have sold the righteous for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. They trample on the dust of the earth on the head of the poor and deny justice to the oppressed. And a man and his father use the same maiden to profane my holy name. And they lay themselves down beside every altar on clothes taken in pledge, and in the house of their God they drink the wine of those who have been fined. Yet I destroyed the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars, and he was strong as the oaks, yet I destroyed his fruit from above and his roots from beneath. Also I brought you up out of the land of Egypt and led you forty years in the wilderness to possess the land of the Amorite. I raised up some of your sons for prophets and some of your young men for Nazarites, isn't this true, you children of Israel, says Yahweh? But you gave the Nazarites wine to drink, and commanded the prophets, saying, Don't prophesy. Behold, I will crush you in your place as a cart crushes that is full of grain. Flight will perish from the swift, and the strong won't strengthen his force, neither shall the mighty deliver himself, neither shall he stand who handles the bow, and he who is swift of foot won't escape. Neither shall he who rides the horse deliver himself, and he who is courageous among the mighty will flee away naked on that day, says Yahweh. That is the end of chapter 2. If I had been dividing the chapters, I would have continued chapter 1 through verse 3 of chapter 2, because that wraps up the declarations for the nations around Israel. Looking at a map, you can see they're all neighboring countries. Tyre is the capital city of Phoenicia along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea to the northwest. Syria is northeast. Ammon is to the east, just north of the border between the northern and southern kingdoms of Israel, Judah. Moab is at this time east of the Dead Sea in what was previously the territory of Reuben, which you can read about in Numbers 32. Edom is just south of that, and the Philistines were on the east of Judah along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. 
The judgment against Judah is described differently at first. They have been given special revelation of God's law, the things which made sin clear, and they rejected it. People get offended by the law because pride. People in general don't like to be told they should have behaved a different way or that their attitudes or actions are wrong. It's always easier to say God is oppressive rather than honestly admit sinfulness. This isn't just about some capricious rules that God felt like setting up. It's about good versus evil. But Judah at this time is under Uzziah, 2 Kings 15, and he is a king who did what was right in Yahweh's eyes. However, overall, for the past 200 years at least, Judah has been rejecting God's law, and even under Uzziah's reign, the people still used the high places. When in verse 6, Amos begins to talk about Israel, it could be just about the northern kingdom, which still exists at this time. The northern kingdom certainly has been having a history of trampling the poor and denying justice. Just consider the story of Jezebel and Naboth's field that we read about. And at this point, when Amos is talking about it, he's also saying they're blatantly doing things in the temple like this. But then in verse 10, the narrative switches to, I brought you up out of Egypt, which would include all of original Israel before the division. And not only that, but he, Yahweh, sent prophets with more special revelation miracles and warnings to all of the kingdom. We talked about the Nazarite vow when we read about Samson, who is the only one that I can think of in this category right now. So by mentioning he brought them out of Egypt and the uh, the implication of Samson with the Nazarite vow, it implies that uh, Yahweh is referring to the whole time of Israel as being that they have rejected him overall, that they told the Nazarites to break their vows and they told the prophets to be quiet, not to mention killed them, like Jehoiada's son Zechariah being killed so brutally by Joash and his bunch in 840 BC. Since all of Israel have refused all revelation and warnings, and they have continued in their wickedness, they will be crushed. They shouldn't think that any strength or courage that they think they have will evade this. They're dealing with God's judgment. And it's been since about 1400 BC, around 600 plus years. So it's hardly like God hasn't given them a chance as a nation, as a people, to follow him in all his goodness. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 